0: Welcome to Grandpa Hill's True Stories. These stories are for my children, Grand-pa. my grandchildren, and all children. <laughs> 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 and what do we have to do first? There you go. See everybody! Very good. This particular story, it's about a fishing trip with a four-year-old. So you would really like this story, because it's a story about fishing with someone who's four years old. Who's ever gone fishing with a four-year-old knows it can be a lot of work for the adult. Because four-year-olds move the hook over here, drop that over there, don't put the worm over there. tangle, tangle. Oh man, it just goes bananas. So, we'll start the story. In 1989, we lived at 13245 Glenhurst Avenue South. That's a strange address. It was a building plan, a nice big lots with big sloping yards, and Minnesota was the land of 10,000 lakes. And I liked to go fishing, and I went fishing in a few of those lakes. Just so I am not misunderstood, I am not a fisherman. Rather, I am a man that fishes. My dad really liked to fish. and did it often. Some of my brothers fished. There was one man in our extended family, Uncle Marty. He was a fisherman. Catching fish, going on trips with his children when they were little and when they became men and had children of their own. But a man that fishes is a fisherman. Well, no, you don't get it then. I'm just saying that fishing isn't the biggest thing in my life, but I do like to do it. All right. So I still remembered how my dad would take us out fishing on early morning fishing trips at lakes that were north of our home in Rochester, Michigan. Those were grand affairs for me as a small child to go out with him and my brothers in our 12-foot-long flat-bottomed aluminum boat. in Minnesota. The lakes we visited were occasionally deep and dark, but were often sandy and clear. Our usual catch would be a few perch or sunfish. We did go out in the woods and parks for camping, and fishing was just one of the many things we did. My thing was to take my children with me when I went to go fishing. The amazing thing is that we caught something every time we went fishing. Little fish and some medium-sized fish. These were usually perch and pan-fishing crappies. Look at that booboo right there. Yeah, that's a nice boob. Sometimes we didn't catch any fish at all, not even a single nibble. But you said every time you went fishing, you caught something. See where I wrote? I thought you said that was your line. <laughs> Good boy. <laughs> Actually, I said we always caught something. And that was true. It just wasn't always fish. Some of the somethings we caught was we caught colds. We caught frogs. And we caught each other when hooks got stuck in our skin. We caught worms when we ran out of bait and wanted to keep fishing or had forgotten to bring the bait. We caught tree limbs. We caught weeds and garbage from the lake bottom. We caught mos- <laughs> we got mosquito bites and fly bites and bee stings and nettle stings and, and fish. fish what was always caught was very precious and sometimes would last a lifetime we would keep the precious things we caught and once in a while we can still to this day pull out and look at Talk about and enjoy those precious things. What things? Those precious things we caught. What are they? We caught lots of memories. Yes, and Grandpa, that's me, keeps those memories in his mind. And today I am taking the memory out of my mind and sharing it with you in this story. Something that might happen, good or bad, that we would experience together. It could be catching the smallest fish ever, like an inch long. Or it could be losing your line in a tree, three casts in a row. <laughs> catching the most fish. Twisting an ankle. Getting leeches sucking blood out of your body. <laughs> or getting swarmed by mosquitoes. Which, if you remember the story about want to go Camping, uh, part two, you haven't listened to all the stories. But in that story, we do run into... So many mosquitoes. It was like I a chainsaw. that story. Okay. Sometimes the fishing memory actually involved catching fish. Lots of fish. In they fishing said- in a pipe, the fish were caught in a most unusual way, if you remember that story. Or in my first time trout fishing, where I caught a stringer full of brook trout but never had a chance to taste one. This story right now, today, is one of those things that we caught. One of those memories. The story is from a memory we made in 1989, 34 years ago. A memory that we made or caught when we went fishing. So here starts the story. The memory. One Saturday afternoon in June, for some reason... that was an intro? That's all talking about. Wow. Now you understand when we go fishing, we also get memories. And sometimes they're not very pleasant. Hopefully but, forget some of them. And you get more fish. But <laughs> well, this one's a very pleasant memory. So one Saturday afternoon in June, for, for some reason, my daughter Rebecca, Marie, you know her as Sister Teresa Paul, really wanted to go fishing. That's Marie, it's one of the, no, it's okay. the curl Yeah, the Curlins too. That's a Marie. It was her turn, my daughter's turn, Rebecca, to do something with that. I think I had recently done something with the other children that she couldn't participate in for some reason. Anyways, somehow she had missed the earlier family time, and I think I felt a little guilty. So we quickly planned a fishing trip. It was a grand trip for her. Rebecca had just turned four and her interest was focused. We would go together, just her and I. We would fish, then we would come home. We got the long bamboo pole. Its three sections were collapsed. She carried a small tackle box with the worms and a stringer for all the fish we would catch. She had a little sun visor hat, and off we went down the path. Right off, right off the street, right off the backyard. She was energetically leading the way. It was a little under a half a mile to get to the pond where she would fish. I was truly looking forward to whatever was going to be next on our fishing adventure. Past the houses, the land began to level out, and there were a few shrub trees around. Then we came to the pond, nothing special to me, a rather muddy pit on the northern end of a swamp. The little swamp used to drain into a little creek. Now the pond was there, and the overflow of the pond was a little drain, a big drain, big pipe in the middle of the pond. A big iron grate raised up about 10 inches kept the debris from the pond from going down in the pipe. The piped water went off under the houses and worked its way to other piped water that worked its way down to the Minnesota River which of course goes to the Mississippi, which then goes to the Gulf of Mexico, but that's a different story. Nothing was green in the pond, except for the adjoining swampy area with cattails, but not enough water to support lily pads. Judging by Rebecca's enthusiasm, this was the best fishing spot in the world. She could stand on a little cement pier that made it so the long bamboo pole could would take her bobbered hook, about halfway across the pond. I'd fished there before with the older children. I don't think we caught anything. Maybe a panfish. Nothing worth cleaning, and we left it there in the pond. I baited. I assembled the three sections of the pole, put a bobber on about three foot above the hook, and then baited it with a big worm. She walked out on the pier and swung the pole And the bobber and worm were airborne. As the tackle got out in front of her, the bobber was a few feet further than the tip of the long pole. But the long pole got her out into the pond. Fortunately, the pier had a steel railing that she could choose to look under or slightly over to see her bobber. It also keeps her from falling in. The bobber sat there for a while, and I backed up some so that she could feel More like she was doing the fishing. She was. She absolutely was. She put it out there, too. I saw a nibble starting to happen, and I backed up further. We'd only been there a few minutes. Rebecca, where's your bobber? Did you get a bite? She peered over the rail. The bobber wasn't there where it should be. Under the water. Maybe. Maybe. The bobber wasn't anywhere and then it popped up over to our left. Then the bobber moved and came straight towards us on the pier. (laughs) I am thinking, turtle or a catfish? But the water is not clear, and I had no idea if it was four feet deep or twelve. As the bobber got close, it went down under the water and stayed down. The rod was doubled over enough that I was quite sure the rod or the line would soon snap I put my hand on the pole. It was definitely a fish and jerking, and it was definitely trying to get off of the line, and it was big. Bigger than anything that had ever been on that line ever in any fishing trips. Rebecca, if she could lift this fish out of the water, would not be able to raise it to the pier's edge and over the rail. Just wasn't going to happen. That's when I got an idea. Rebecca, get off the pier. Go down to the water's edge. I'll bring the pole to you, trying not to break the line, and then give you back the pole, and you could bring it in. So now she doesn't have to lift it all the way out over the pier. She can... Pull get, it to the line. Yeah. Before I had finished the plan, she was at the... <laughs> before I finished telling her the plan, she was already down to the water's <laughs> edge just had to get off the pier and down. It's just a little pond. She took hold of the pole and started to back up. She was definitely not strong enough, nor was the pole strong enough to lift the fish. If it were to, say, be a pound and 15 feet out, that would be like 15 pounds of force. And the the line was only like two or four pound test. It wasn't going to do it. So she was definitely strong enough, though, to pull a large fish onto the shore if she wouldn't break the line. She just kept backing up steadily, and there it was, flopping all over the place on the shore. She kept backing up until keeping the line tight until I could step on the fish and get it onto the stringer. Little four-year-old Rebecca had just caught the biggest fish that the children had ever caught. It was probably the biggest fish in that whole pond. It was a northern pike. It was 22 inches long. We had just caught a fish, and we had caught and made a memory, a precious thing to cherish the rest of our lives. What a catch! Now we had to get it home. It seemed unbelievable for the fish to have been in the drainage pond, and just as unbelievable that it was caught without a metal leader to keep the pipe from biting through the line. And then it was caught I have a four year old with, of all things, a bamboo fishing pole. We got home. Proud pictures were taken. I called my mom and got a recipe for pike soup. I cleaned up the fish and cut it up in chunks and made a tasty soup. It tasted so good. Added to the flavor and the freshness of the fish was the relishing and the telling again and again and again how Rebecca Marie landed the biggest fish ever. Amazing. Just simply amazing. That's my story. Rebecca catching a big fish and Rebecca and Dad catching a huge happy memory of time together having a fun adventure. And now i got to show you something. I have a picture of the fish. You actually do have a picture. Yeah, that's it right there. Does she look happy? That's yeah. not a very big fish. I've seen a bigger fish, but that's Wow. A big, that's a big fish. How many four-year-olds <laughs> have caught fish like that big um, in a I pond you, on a bamboo pole? I've never <laughs> seen any four-year-old catch any fish. <laughs> I need myself catch a fish this long. Yeah. What'd you think of the story, though? Tell me that first. What'd you think of the story? About?